The following comes to you through Potbean.com. In, in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein, here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Sylvia Stein, and welcome to In the Artist Realm. And I am so pleased today to have another one-on-one uh, -on -one for you guys. And I'm excited to present to you a new debut author that's coming to us. And it's been a long time coming. We've had him scheduled a few times, and uh, we finally got it. Uh, uh, be, we were able to bring it on today, which I'm very excited about on this rainy uh, Wednesday for me here in North Carolina. His name is Richard Correa and uh, you know he has a lot of uh, different careers and things that he has done and I want to go ahead and have him explain uh, where he's coming from us uh, with uh, where he's coming from us today. Sorry I'm stumbling on my words today uh, and uh, all about what he does and uh, the di different careers and how he what led him into the path of uh, author now. So without further ado, here's Richard Correa. Welcome, Richard. Hi, hi, Sylvia. It's good to be talking to you. Um, it's a sunny day here in Colorado up on the mountain. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife and I live on a mountain in the San Diego of the Crystal Mountains, uh, about 8,000 feet above sea level, and uh, it's gorgeous sunshine outside. Uh, mind you, it snowed yesterday, and the snow's gone today. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's that's different. Sunny and snow at the same time? <laughs> hey, that's normal for Colorado. I've been snowed on in July out at Fort Carson. Wow. Yeah, because it's like near that. Is that near the Rockies areas and stuff? Oh, very close to the Rocky Mountains. Uh, the Sangre and the Crystal Mountains are south of Pikes Peak and the Rockies. Uh, and the Spanish named them that because it's very red. The ground and the rocks are very red. Oh, okay. And you know, so our Spanish ancestors came here. They called them the Blood of Christ Mountains. Oh, wow. That's nice. Uh, that's that's a, a, lot, a little bit of history there, guys. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, to introduce myself to folks, mm -hmm. uh, uh, my name as Sylvia said, is Richard Correa. I am a retired soldier, uh, U.S. Army paratrooper. Uh, did all sorts of strange things in the Army. Uh, then for a while, I was a surgical technologist in a hospital in Colorado Springs. Um, then um, went to Rhode Island. That's where my wife is from. Uh, her and I met at Fort Bragg when I was in North Carolina. Oh, wow. And... Um, we worked there for several years, and I was uh, doing military stuff again in a long-range surveillance detachment. Uh, did some sales stuff when I left the military. Uh, then I got my degree in computer science and 
I did uh, some really interesting things in computer science. My first job was working for the Air Force, a uh, mm-hmm. project I can't go into detail about. And mm-hmm. then uh, I worked for a company called DMW Worldwide, which became Nucci Solutions. And for those of you folks out there that ever saw the movie Sneakers, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we would do. We would be hired to hack people's networks. Uh, one of the guys I worked with hacked the S&P 500. Oh, wow. And in 30 minutes, he controlled all the computers there and could have crashed the world's global economy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, he was that good. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, then I was on a project for uh, the Department of the Army with science applications at a national corporation. Um, I left that and retired. And um, I've been a poet for some time and published a number of times in different uh, publications for poetry, uh, all the way from high school, as a matter of fact. And uh, I've always wanted to write a book, and I've started a number of different books. But uh, uh, talking with a friend, chatting with a friend in, who lives in Australia, uh, together we came up with the story for Rapier. Mm-hmm. Um, it started out as just a chat, like a role-playing game kind of thing, because, yeah. uh, you know, when you chat with somebody regularly after a while, it's like, okay, yeah, I know your whole life, let's do something different. Mm-hmm. And that became the outline for the story, and then I sat down and wrote it into a novel, and uh, um, yeah. I really liked it, but amazingly, other people liked it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's, wow. First, let's kind of go back, you know, because you, you've shared a lot. Wow. I was like, he do, he's done it all. First and foremost, thank you for serving our country and what all the different things you've done for our country. And uh, some of it was like, wow, uh, you know, the, you know, the hacking stuff and all that. I was like, you know, too many thinking, you know, too many careers that you've had up here and there. And then now you're a poet and you're a writer. So, Wow, talk about a different career path, you know, from where you, you know, what all you've done and, and then you, you decided to go into writing, created the story. And uh, so it's it's just interesting to hear all that, you know, all the, the, the amazing things you've done and then how you met your wife, you know, and that's, that's, you know, that, that, you know, going back to Rhode Island and then, you know, you met, you said you met her in North Carolina. Did I understand that correctly? Oh, nice. Uh, I, I was working at uh, the trip clinic, and mm-hmm. she came in on sick call. And it had been one of those days where a bunch of people, were, or a bunch of girls in particular, mm-hmm. were trying to use the fact that they were girls to, to get me to give them light duty and stuff. Oh. And so, unfortunately, when she saw me, I was really frustrated. Oh. And I, I, I kind of gave her a quick uh, exam, not paying really attention to what she was telling me and sent her back to duty and she went down and saw my boss and he calls me into uh, his his office and he points to this lump on her neck that's why she came to sick call that i totally apparently missed and asked me when i went blind and then proceeded to tell me what kind of an idiot i was in front of her oh no <laughs>
you know, mistress, it's, it's your yeah. job when you're a medic yes, to take ex- care of people. Exactly, exactly. So I went and found her to tell her that I wasn't going to be there. Mm. And then I convinced her to go with me, and then we dated for a while, and um, broke up for a short while and got back together. Oh. And we've been together for going on 38 years now. Wow, well, congratulations. See? See, folks, if you first you don't succeed, keep trying. And and I know it was unfortunate the way, you know, you had a long day and you missed. But at least you were able to recognize your mistake. And I think that's probably what she saw, you know, after getting uh, to know you. <laughs> well, I think she saw that. But more importantly, I had been divorced from my first wife and I had custody of our four kids. Okay. And she felt that someone had to be there to fix them something other than hamburger helper for dinner. Oh, well, uh, God bless her, you know, for stepping in and, 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 uh, you know, helping you with that. And I'm sure your family is, is, uh, well, it sounds like you sound like a very happy guy. So I say you're, you're both doing very well. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're blessed. And, um, it's been an amazing ride. You know, like everybody else in life, we've had our ups and downs, mm-hmm. but, uh, I cannot imagine sharing my life with anybody other than her. Well, that's, that's, wow, that's, like I said, that's another book you need to work on, Richard, because that's a, quite a, quite a tale there. Not, not trying to tell you what to write. That's the bossy side of me. I do that sometimes, so you can stop me there. <laughs> but, um, uh, but I was going to say, going back to, and thank you for sharing that, um, for uh, Rapier, which is the, uh, the, the title of your book, can you tell us about what that's about? If, if you, without giving away the plot, what, what is this? Entail. Well, Rapier is about a young woman from Australia mm-hmm. who's a photographer, and she gets hired by the Galactic Geographic Society to photograph the life on a newly discovered planet that's going to be colonized. Okay. And on her way there, she is abducted by privateers. Oh. And uh, a, a young girl whose parents were accidentally killed by the privateers is also taken by them. And so she spends nine years on their ship, essentially being the mother of this orphan girl and raising her among all of these raiders uh, as they, you know, do what privateers do. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, They raid ships throughout human space. And they also, because of this little girl they've adopted her, they take her places to see things that other people never get to see. Oh. And essentially that's the story. Okay. Uh, I won't talk about the ending because I'd like to leave that to the readers. Yes, exactly. Um, um, but yeah, they raised this young girl basically to be a privateer slash pirate uh, like they are. And then her job is to make sure that she knows how to be a woman. Oh. And it's, 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 it's a story that's really close to my heart for some reason. I guess maybe it's because it's the first one, but I truly loved writing this book. Okay, now, but is this all fi- based on fiction? Is there anything that you could share that may be uh, like character names or or anything that may have made it a little truthful? Or is it all just based on just fiction? Well, um, the main character, Kathy Masters, mm-hmm. uh, is loosely based on my friend in Australia. Okay, okay. Um, uh, and um, Commodore Black... Um, has a deal of me and him, obviously. Okay. Uh, you write from what you know, and, yes. and Commodore Black, um, except 
for the dancing. I can't dance to save my life. <laughs> is a great dancer. <laughs> uh, my wife loves to dance, and I've got two left feet, and they both have all big toes. <laughs> so I can't dance at all. Well, you know, at least you, you added, you're a good dancer. That's what we do when we write. We get to make ourselves heroes there. <laughs> hard to describe in words right it's just like you're just left in so much uh, from what my husband I know because uh my husband ha has been a veteran and the the stories he can't go into detail on them but he will say like what I saw there and, and the amazing camaraderie that uh, the military shares with each other it's like a, a a band of brothers you would say right am I correct in saying that oh, It's the humi uh, it's the humility it's the humility in you that that you you don't want to say you know I did this because that's a that's how my husband reacts whenever someone calls him a hero or he's like I'm not a hero they were the heroes like he'll he'll always refer to someone else never him that's what he always says you know yeah, well I was uh, I, I was honored to be among some real giants and uh, unfortunately for us time our, ours was vietnam and mm -hmm. our country never really appreciated what these guys did yeah you know nobody nobody wants to go to war nobody wants mm -hmm. to be drafted and you know when i went in it was still a draft army mm -hmm. uh you know nobody wants to have to do these things uh, only a fool would want to do them mm -hmm. um but what these guys did but because of the way things were at that time they never really got recognized for what they did, what they accomplished. Exactly. Uh, some of that's in my book, too, is uh, uh, Captain Gibb, Captain Rawls, Commodore Black. Uh, a lot of what I saw in these men is in them. Is in them. And, and I could hear it in your voice how emotional it can be. Uh, I, I don't even... I don't even... Even... Uh, prepared to even say that I, I can, I, I know what, you know, what you felt. I can't even begin to say that, but I can hear in your voice the, the, the you know, the emotion that it triggers when you speak of those men and, and what you've done. And I'll just want to say thank you to all of them and those listening in for all the military, but especially those in, in Vietnam who didn't get the recognition that Um, I do appreciate and uh, what everyone has done and, and coming up on Memorial Day Monday, which is a, t is, is a tough day for a lot of people, families, and especially with what's going on in our country without going into politics because I don't go in, I don't want to go into that. But I will say that I am appreciative of all the men and women who have given up 
so much for us and for those families that have to stay behind to deal with all of it too. So my my big, uh, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, to, to all of you guys for all you do. Exactly. They, they deserve a hug. Yes, exactly. Hug and 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 as like I said, a, per, a person of faith, um, which I know you are as well. I I give my thanks to God for all of you and many blessings to all of you as well, on 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 this coming Memorial Day. I, I don't think we do enough, but I hope whatever you decide to do, you know, you honor those people and and that uh, they know that they're getting recognized, not just on that day every day, but especially coming up on Memorial Day, so. Well, um, I'm going to just say that, you know, I could talk for days about the things that these guys did, mm -hmm. uh, what an honor it was to be among them, but uh, there's just yeah. no way I could get people to really truly understand no. uh, the, the depth of these men and, what and the honor that they, they have. Exactly, exactly. And and like I said, I appreciate you taking the time to share that. I know it's a, a, a one it's it's something that only the military understands and the, those that have lived it through them, you know, because they're the only ones that were there. So thank you, Richard, for for taking the time to share that. I know it's not easy, but I appreciate it. Well, one last thing, uh, also the families of veterans guys. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I know for me it wasn't a long period when my husband had to go, but it was a long, almost a year, and it was hard because I was just going to have my firstborn, but I was glad he was back right on time. But um, I know I know how difficult that can be for a lot of women that I came in contact with that were very supportive, and my heart goes out to all families that had to deal with, whether it was a parent, a a wife or you know children and 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 to see the the homecomings was the best to see people get reunited was the best thing you know well, where that stuff really struck home for me was uh, I, I finally found out how my mother felt yes. um i was on alert to go to desert storm uh -huh. uh, my unit was prepared to deploy uh, -huh. uh but my son was in the third armored cab and i had a niece and a nephew Oh, goodness. And so, uh, yeah, my wife just had CNN on when I got home. Because mm -hmm. I watched CNN all mm -hmm. night until <laughs> I went to work in the morning. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I found out what my mother felt. Yeah. And the next time I saw her, I apologized for making her feel so bad and giving her so many great hairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you find out when your own, when your own child or, you know, you said niece and nephew, but your son... When your own child, I hope, I don't know what that's like, mine are young still, but if they ever go, I, 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 I can't, I know how it was for me when my husband went and I was a bundle of nerves then. So I just, like I said, any parent or anyone, not that we're putting it down, it's just, I, yes, you, you get to experience that. So I can only imagine how that, that can feel. But 
on another note, um, and thank you for sharing that as well. Do you have any type of like um, uh, advice as far as when you what your writing process is? Um, it, like when you wrote this new novel, because you know, it looks like you did a lot of research work for Rapier. Um, did you uh, like? Is there some type of process you follow, or do you write an outline? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all based on uh, the chats my friend and I have. Okay. Uh, I just simply saved those chats, and those became the outline, and I just expanded things. Okay. Now, the uh, other story that you referred to at the beginning, uh, the Young Kathy Masters Chronicles, Okay. that came about by an even stranger route, uh, trying to uh, get people and keep people interested in my Facebook author page. Okay. Uh, I started doing these little blurbs about Kathy Masters when she was a young girl before she got hired to, to do that job at okay. uh, uh, Galactic Geographic Society. Okay. And amazingly, it gathered a following, and now it's turning into a book as well. Oh, wow. Uh, so so my, my, my uh, technique, if you'll say technique or, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, is kind of like a shotgun approach. Uh, <laughs> most people don't. Yes. Well, it, it, it it's 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 um uh like I said it, it's um it's very it, it's very interesting to to follow your process because every author has a different process. Some people just get on their typewriter, start typing. Uh you hear of like big authors like Stephen King, you know, that he says he doesn't really watch TV. He he'll watch stuff on the news from time to time and and then start writing and jotting down stuff. And he's, he always says, if you watch TV, you're not going to get any writing done. So read books and read. And, and, and then you have other author, indie authors say, I write an outline. I, I think of my plot first and I go from that. And you developed it from chats, from the conversations you were having in, uh, when you were creating the first book. And a rapier, is that R-A-P-I-E-R, correct? That's correct. the one. Uh, for those of you out there that don't know what a rapier is, uh-huh. uh, sadly, our education system isn't as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah. um, a rapier is a dueling sword from the 16th and 17th centuries. Okay. Um, originated in Italy, expanded to France. If, if you saw the Three Musketeers movies, yes. Three Musketeers have rapiers. Yes. Uh, if you've ever heard the story of Cyrano de Bergerac, he used a rapier. Yes, yes, yes. And um, that became Cindy's weapon of choice. Uh, young Cindy, as she was growing up, and it also became Kathy Masters' weapon of choice. As yes. was a rapier. Yes. Um, Commodore Black, being a good-sized uh, adult male, uh, the saber was his. Oh, okay, okay. So, so it's kind of like a, like a, you know, the, the you hear of the sabers like uh, Star Wars. Has sabers, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the, the the difference being that these are actually made out of metal instead of concentrated light. But, okay. Yes. I, I see. I see um, that. And like on the the, the rapier itself, the ship, mm-hmm. um, it uses neutron armor, and I got that idea from two sources. One is there's this great farce about Star 
Yes, uh, my husband loves that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, in that movie, the ship used neutron armor, but there's also a pretty solid basis for neutron armor as some subatomic particles, and this is the part where I should mention that uh, at one point in my life, I was a third-year physics major at the University of Rhode Island. Goodness um, sakes. And I was focusing on particle physics, and, you know, years ago, and I probably have the science wrong, um, but uh, yeah, uh, concentrated neutrons would be able to give you better resistance to particle beams, and if you read the book, you'll know that the warships and uh, pirate ships, as their primary batteries, use particle beams. Wow, that, like I said, you... You have an amazing repertoire of things and careers that you've done in your military, you know, career and in physicist career. I mean, it's like I said, it's what well, we're dealing with the Big Bang now, folks. <laughs> you know, well, I don't know about that. I think it's more you're, you're dealing with boredoms. I worked for a while, like I worked for years as a surgical tech, and uh, a number of the surgeons kept telling me I should go to medical school and become a surgeon, and I said I really couldn't handle that much school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you. But you've done it. But what? What's interesting? No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Continue. But it's true. But what? Yes. Um. Oh, okay. You know what I was gonna say to add add to that is um that uh you could what what's interesting about what you do is that it it adds a lot of interesting uh stuff you can use for books like because I know. A lot of writers uh, were either they worked in as journalists or detectives and stuff or, or lawyers and they go into their books with all that knowledge. So if anything, you know, all these, you know, stuff that you've done that can be used for your books and all the amazing, you know, research and stuff that you've worked on. That's what how I look at it when I listen to you talk about all the different things you do. <laughs> Give me one second, Sylvia. My two boy cats seem to want to fight with me. That's okay. That's okay. Well, one no problem. All right. And we're talking to the to the amazing uh, Rich Rick or Richard Korea, and uh, he's uh, he'll be right back with us. But um, those of those of you that are barely tuning in or going to be tuning in, this podcast will be available right after um, I get done talking. That, but, uh, that's okay. What was that? Oh, it's okay, kitties. Uh, he's having his his cats fighting while we're doing the show. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It happens. It happens with children in the background. This is why I do my podcast during the day because I have no children here. When the evenings, there's kids here, and you can barely hear anything because they're all you know either one's arguing with the other. It's a seven year old with a twelve year old and a and a and a eleven year old. So. You can see the interesting oh, ages. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna miss the kid chaos when they're grown. Oh yes, I know. I'm already missing my well, my my baby. You know, she's seven now, and we just had a yeah. recital. And you know, things. To, you know, my my one of my oldest is in middle school. I have another one starting middle school. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> so, you know, 
It's, oh, it's, I understand, believe me. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. But I was going to say, uh, Richard, um, uh, I was telling everyone that this podcast will be available once I, you know, upload it to Podbean and all of that. So for those that are not tuning in, do you have a, a, uh, a fan club or a Facebook page or somewhere where your fans or listeners can follow you? Yes. Um, and so I was uh, going to post the link on my Facebook page, of course, and I was also going to put it out on Twitter. And uh, I was thinking I might even put it on Pintwist if I could figure out how to do that. But uh, what is your uh, Twitter page or so people can follow you on Twitter? commercial where the dad goes in I'm sorry so and so but I need to take a break <laughs> he tells he, he tells the little baby in the commercial like dads can't take sick days off and it's like you're gonna have to say sorry man but you know I know I'm a dog but dog's human too <laughs> oh yeah well those, those were fun things I, um, uh, I was a paratrooper uh, I went to all kinds of places um, some of them I can't talk about, some of them I can. Mm -hmm. Been to Panama, been to Guatemala, been to Mexico, been to Canada. You've done it all. Been to <laughs> Too many places. Um, a, oh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm also qualified as a parachutist in the Canadian Army and the British Army. Wow. So, that, I think we're going to have to do a few shows here to catch everybody up, Richard. <laughs> This sounds like a movie franchise you can make it into in the future. It sounds very much like something that people would want to go see as well as read. Well, well I, I would love for that to happen. Of course, every author does. Uh, but right now, I just like to get enough of a cult following where I get invited to Comic-Con. Oh, uh, right? <laughs> I always wanted to go to Comic-Con. Well, you, hear, you hear that, guys? Let's start the petition now. Uh, Rick, 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 Richard Korea for Comic-Con. Let's get him out there. So those listening in and share this podcast and stuff, 
But um, I was going to ask you, Richard, um, as far as uh, uh, as far as um, other forms where people can communicate with you, you said you have fan mail that was sent to you. Uh, first, where's your book located at? Like, where can people buy it? And also, um, do you have an Amazon page or 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 an email where people can write to you? So did you all hear that? It's uh, available as a Kindle book and as a paperback on all uh, on Barnes and Noble, Amazon. They have the Nuke, uh, which is like a Kindle format for Amazon. They also she says they also have it on Kobo, Google Play, and for those of you that have mobile devices, um, you can find it on um, on iTunes as well. Um, now, is there an audio book you might be working on for this at some point? Or not I've yet. Been thinking about that, um, as of yet, I haven't talked to anybody about doing that. Uh, it's right at the moment a matter of consideration for money. Oh, yes. Which all these things always are. Yes. Uh, but I would love to do an audio book, and uh, I know there's a number of folks that would prefer an audio book because it makes it easier to listen to the story while you're driving to work. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, reading a book when you're driving upsets the cops for some reason. Really. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tried it once. Didn't work out well. State Trooper was real unhappy with me. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, it's like listening to podcasts or NPR radio. That's how I look at it. When, you know, when you're driving, you put something in, you oh, listen to... I mean, holding the book up while I, and reading while I was driving. Oh, okay. Oh, though, yeah, that... Oh, no, I thought you were listening to an audio book. I said, oh, okay, now I understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, or anything that you want, may want to ask him about the podcast or anything on his new books coming out, be, feel free to contact him. But don't abuse it. If you're going to, to not uh, basically do it for the purpose of, of, of asking him a question or, or if you check out his book, send him feedback on that. So stuff like that. Chinese princess and 
Lake here with Cindy and Kathy. And uh, then she has to go back home to the Chinese Empire. And so part of the story focuses on her. And I don't want to go too much into the backstory because it ties into the end of Rapier. This happens right after uh, Rapier. Okay. Uh, and then the third book, The Young Kathy Masters Chronicles, for those who've looked at it on Facebook, uh, the first two chapters and the start of the third chapter are there. Uh, the world's a very different world. Uh, Earth has survived two world wars, most of which were heavily nuclear wars. And China expanded massively on, on the planet, taking over Australia, Hawaii, uh, all of Southeast Asia and Japan. Mm-hmm. And then they left Australia. And young Kathy Masters, um, because the world is so different and people have gone through so much, um, her parents decide they're going to sell her to an important Chinese person to be his wife when she's 12 years old. Oh, so goodness. She runs away. Oh, boy. And so the young Kathy Master Chronicles are. The years where from tw- uh, 12 until she becomes t- uh, a recognized photographer in her uh, late teens, um, that's what that story's about. Okay, well, thank you and, for, yeah, I know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that, that, that's okay, um, sometimes I say and when I'm trying to think. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Um, I was going to say that's that sounds like another book that we look forward to reading of course and uh we we commend all your hard work because uh, it sounds like a very interesting uh a book series that it sounds like you're you're creating here and uh, the characters you know especially people start following them they start wanting to learn more about them and then getting to know new characters that's always interesting so i we look really forward to hearing that but i wanted to ask you um um richard if you I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you could share a small excerpt of Rapier for everyone listening, even if it's just a small excerpt, would you be able to do that today for us? Sure. Give me a second. I'm going to okay. pull up my iPad. No problem. I hate to admit it, but I live and die by the iPad. That's okay. My husband does too, so it's all right. <laughs> yep. When he gets uh, home, yes, that's his, that's, that's his, uh, his, his uh, technology of choice. <laughs> No, just just a small it's just a small little tease. Doesn't have to be the whole thing. Just a just enough to get people wanting to read it, you know. So. Sure. Um, this is an encounter that uh, happens with the rapier, and when Commodore Black has become a Commodore, okay, uh, he now commands four ships. Okay. And they are getting ready to attack two Chinese merchant ships. Uh, but the Chinese have kind of changed their way of doing things. Okay. Uh, for those of you folks that aren't out there, there's a concept known as a Q-ship. It was something that the Germans used in World War II as commerce raiders. Well, it gets carried into the future, as all things do. All missile batteries on the Rapier and the Raven unleashed their deadly cargo as the Q-ship's particle beams hit the raiders. 
The additional power from the primary and secondary batteries keeps the particle beams from penetrating the ship's armor. Commodore Black's all sh- orders all ships emergency jump to Point Bravo, a pre-designated location. Captain Garrett takes a calculated risk. He fires his main secondary batteries at the Chinese frigate, hoping to give the fat man a chance to jump. He strikes true and does damage to the frigate, but he fired a moment too late. The frigate has unloaded all it has on the fat man. Captain Garrett watches in horror as his charge breaks up into hundreds of pieces. The destroyer fires on the fighters and the ISIS. Particle beams strike two of the fighters vaporizing them. The third fighter is clipped by a railgun projectile. It spins wildly out of control. The ISIS takes a particle beam hit, but its neutron armor holds. Captain Garrett turns towards the damaged fighter and translates into hyperspace. He drags the damaged fighter into the jump point with him, saving it. The rapier and the raven start to jump. As the rapier and the raven start to jump, they repower their forward primary and secondary batteries and fire at the key ships. But before they can see the results, they make the translation into hyperspace. Kathy and Leanne's, Kathy looks over at Leanne, sees her lying on the deck. Kathy holds little James to her chest. What the hell just happened? I don't know, replies Leanne. Kathy examines little James to be sure he isn't hurt. As she does, she listens to the sound of the engines. We're in hyperspace, she thinks. Why'd they jump early? There was no boarding party. What's going on? Kathy gets up and helps Leanne to her feet. Then she says, let's go. Where are we going, Leanne asks. To the bridge. Something's wrong. They go out the door and head to the Ray Pierce Bridge. Wow. Wow. Now, if, if guys, if you have not checked out this book, that was an amazing excerpt. Thank you for sharing that with us, Richard. Um, it's, it's, if you have not read it, go out and get it. Because uh, just by reading that, just it intrigues you to want to go and, and read it. So... If you have not gotten your copy, get it today. Um, I, I have appreciated having Richard Correa come to our show um, and, and share about himself uh, one-on-one about all the different things that he has done in his career and led him to writing as a debut author. And I look forward to reading more and getting to know more about him in another podcast. We hope to have you here again, Richard. I hope you'll take the time to come and visit us again because this has been a wonderful one-on-one that we've had with you. Well, I appreciate that, Sylvia, and I look forward to it. Um, I really appreciate all the effort you've gone to for us to be able to get together on this, and uh, um, I'm looking forward to reading your book, too, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no problem. I'm, I'm behind on reviews, too. i got to get get to those. Um, but, no, I, I like I said, when I started, and it's been a pleasure having you in every author that I've had or artist because this is called in the artist realm the reason I did this podcast was to showcase uh, you know writing tips to help authors because that's the main thing I like to work on as an indie author and and like uh, Richard says getting to know more about how to promote yourself as an author but also uh, giving a one-on-one for artists or authors mainly I've had authors but I welcome all artists that want to get in contact with the show to come to the podcast, and I have appreciated the uh, the the patience that Richard has shown me 
I've had a few uh, personal stuff that, you know, life happens and, you know, I've had a, a, a deep loss early in February and, you know, I'm still dealing with that. And uh, we've, you know, we have issues and we get sick or, or internet issues come up and Richard has been nothing but patient. So I've appreciated your time um, that you've been able to show me and the, the patients because you've contacted me a while back and uh, it's nice to see that I finally was able to have you on and I've, and I've, I've been very happy to have you and I hope that whoever listens to this podcast today will be a, a, a new follower of of Richard Korea, or, you know, look for him on Facebook. Are you on Facebook as well? Do you have an author page there they can follow you? Uh, yeah, I have a, an author page there on Facebook. Okay. Um, and off the top of my head, it's just not coming to me. <laughs> okay. But, uh, um, Sylvia, I believe you've already linked out there, and, and so feel free to share that link. Yes, I, I'm going to go ahead and put his information, and uh, uh, once I, I upload the podcast for him, after this show, and uh, I'll put all the information there that I can find on there. If, if you didn't listen in, or or you you uh, you know you you didn't uh, write down the, the the Twitter or whatever it was, I'll write everything. I'll try to write as much stuff as I can on the podcast description. But still, um, like I said, it's been a wonderful one-on-one, -on -one, Richard. I wanted to ask one last thing before you go. If there's any advice or anything you want to share that we don't know about you yet, what would that be? As far as advice goes to all you folks that are trying to write a book or write a short story or write a poem, write it, even if it doesn't feel good or sound good to you, because it's the only way you learn. And if it's in your heart to write something, do it, because I personally believe that God has put that on your heart. Whatever it is you write, you're supposed to write it. Awesome. Um, and as far as the personal thing about me that I'd share, uh, life has been one crazy, unpredictable, wild ride. Um, and I really, really, really feel that, folks, it's worth taking the ride. Th thank you so much, Richard. And there you have it. Uh, it's been it's been an amazing one on one with you, Richard. Thank you for sharing all that. And uh, I, like I said, I've appreciated having you. And for those uh, listeners that follow the show, thank you for listening and become a follower of, or a fan of Richard. Uh, if you want to follow him on all the social media sites, and I hope you will tune in again for another podcast for you know the in the artist realm. Next week I will have a writing. One, I've been promising the last part of the workshop for Roy Peter Clark. I'll have that and more one-on-ones to come in June. I don't plan to have um, one-on-ones in this month. I will share the ones I've done this month of May. I've had quite a few and uh, top it all up with Richard now. And I've had a few other authors come here. And I hope you will tune in in June and see what other authors I have. But again, Richard, thank you so much for sharing your time and anytime you want to come on to share anything, I hope to schedule you again. Feel you're more than welcome to come and share any insights that you might want to share with us again. Thank you, Sylvia. It's been a pleasure. It truly has. It's been a pleasure, too. Thank you so much for joining us again here in the Artist Realm. I am indie author Sylvia Stein. You all have a wonderful afternoon. Have a good one. Take care. <laughs>